Time is a thief in doctor's coat Moonlighting shifts and swapping notes Uneasy scalpel in her glove Too deep to keep what I had loved Hello and welcome to Line Check. My name is Jack Hinks and with me as ever is my co-host Fiona Liddell. Say hello Fiona. Hello Fiona. Never not funny. Very clever, haha. Um, <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, one of my tracks that's uh, coming up for release called Plastercast. Uh, in our previous episode, we did a bit of a, uh, a breakdown as to how Fee wrote nuclear and how it nuclear. started. Nuclear. It's pronounced nuclear. It's pronounced nuclear. Mm-hmm. How it started from the smallest thought to the biggest tune. Nothing but bangers. <laughs> so we're going to try and do that tune. with. A potentially less Maybe banging. Maybe sound of the summer. <laughs> Nuclear. Zane Lowe's hottest summer on films. <laughs> I walked in two. <laughs> two. That would never happen. Neil was like, it's never going to get played in the radio. It's too political. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's politics, then there's politics. If you word it right, then people won't even know that you're slagging them when they play. Yeah, maybe not call your song Nuclear then. I suppose you should have called it something else like, I don't know. I love you or something. Trident gum. <laughs> Trident gum. Oh, wow. <laughs> Coca-Cola. Following their debut release, Graceless, <laughs> a synthscape of beautiful harmonies and banging drums Aww. comes acoustic single, I Love You <laughs> by Get Forgot. <laughs> Can you imagine? Someone was like earlier today. I love you, message. baby girl, honey. <laughs> honey, I love you, baby. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> One, two. <laughs> okay, I think we're live. <laughs> oh, no. So, as we said at the start, this episode is going to be centered around my single called Plastercast. Uh, so that'll be the song that you've been hearing in the intro and we'll be hearing throughout the podcast and towards the end. But we're going to start discussing it now, so I hope you enjoyed it. You're going to hear a lot more about it. We're self-indulgent. We're musicians. Leave us alone. We are. So, Jack. I should be famous. <laughs> I'm not invested <laughs> if I, I want to be famous. So, Jack, what was it like coming up with Plastic? <laughs> Did you know at the time when you were writing it? That you had such a such a song as this on your hand. <laughs> you can you can call it for what it is. Did I know I'd written a multi-million dollar hit? <laughs> and frankly, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting right by the sink in my living room kitchen. Mm, in my rented thought, flat. This is well angry. I like it. <laughs> Time for money. Um, Time for profit, please. <laughs> Time to sell my emotions for cold, hard cash. Yay. <laughs> so, yes. How, what was the writing process like? I'll be a bit more serious with it rather than... Thank you. Yeah. Um, what was it like? So, the writing process, I guess, was quite... Um, it was quite fast and linear, I suppose. Uh, we'd spoken before about our different writing styles, and this was a case of where I'd written a lot of the lyrics previously sort of with the mind to them being like poetry or um, I guess not necessarily to a tune or accompanied 
Um, yep. So a lot of what I'd written was already still somewhat really swirling weird. around. Yep. Oh, it's definitely not a thing that I have complete prowess over. It's I haven't written yeah. new things or much new stuff um, in a while. Um, but usually if I feel in the mood for writing, I can then go back to it and hopefully yeah. uh, essentially drag it across the bones of a song like jam on toast. Um, Ooh, mm. bones on toast. <laughs> Um, lovely um yeah so it was it was a a lot of uh thoughts that had swirling around because as with every other song written by a a male singer songwriter it's about heartbreak is it i don't really get that impression sorry (laughs) got to tell you what you wrote i don't know i suppose it is because yeah you got well the verses sound the verses paint like a big sort of weird like Grimm's fairy tale almost sort of like modernized image like in my that. head of like this weird doctor uh, not creature this weird doctor person like sort of doing surgery or something oh yeah and it seems very like sort of where you find like a mad scientist or like a mad wizard or something in, a like, mad a, the wizard top, or tallest something tallest tower of a darkest castle <laughs> of the lowest dungeon of the highest room of the tallest tower Exactly. <laughs> you are dead. So you that's what that's the image I get from the verses, at least. But I suppose the chorus is a bit more. You sort of change into first person a bit, and yeah, um, I think, have a wine. I do. I do have a wine. Um, <laughs> if you can't drink, have a wine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've missed so, this. I've missed this too, lad. Um, so yeah, in terms of in terms of the writing, I guess. Um, I tried to go with the imagery of something very, I guess, clinical or yeah. medical throughout the verses mm-hmm. to to set the world. Let's that, get th- medical. <laughs> medical. Go I want to get a meprazole. <laughs> Let's get um, <laughs> the brand new multi-million dollar track by Jack Hinks about antacids. <laughs> I mean, they might pay you for it. <laughs> yes, medicine is going to pay. Thanks. Let's write well, songs yeah. for Big Pharma. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. The Big Pharma Charity Album. Uh, we could do some jingles. Big Pharma Charity Album. We need to raise funds for these struggling drug companies who are just trying to make the world a better place. Exactly. And if we like didn't stop selling. getting sick all the time, they'd have finished their mission statement so by now. So inconsiderate, honestly. I know, I know. Okay. Anyway, um, big, big Pharma were involved in the writing process of this. Yeah, I, 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 called, up my, uh, I called up my boys at... Um, <laughs> Uh, Cal Paul. Uh, <laughs> I was like, guys, I, I really want to write a, a gritty 12 plus song. <laughs> yes. From ages 12 to 100. Oh my God. It's got to be a little sweet, a 12, but nothing a, you can get addicted Spider-Man. to. Spider Man. Nope. <laughs> we were? A 12A, a Spider Man. A Tobey uh, Maguire Spider Man. We, we've got one F bomb, but the kids don't really yes. understand it or why. Exactly. Um, it's like the. F- F bomb. They never actually finished the word. So it's fine. Fart scene change. Yep. Um, <laughs> Comedy. Right. Uh, um, but yeah, so the verses, I so suppose I was trying to. Clinical medical thing, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to write them in a sense that it, it felt quite um, medical and a bit surgical in the sense where you could write around parts of you being chopped off or lopped off or removed um, to try and link it into a, a chorus where it's about emotion. Um, yeah. And um, not necessarily betrayal, um, but it's it's it sounds to me like sort of um, ha- building up a stronger shield around yourself 
as a result of of um, either betrayal or you know or anything like that. I say it's like sort of coming back stronger, that kind of thing. Hmm. Girl power. Um, it's a bit like that. So the whole glass then plaster cast or material change would imply it would be better hmm. if it was like lead or something. But sure, we'll go with plaster cast. Plaster of well, Paris <laughs> sponsors this. I need so. relief and fast, so I use master plast. Uh. Yay! Um, <laughs> Plast to plast. So that's, yeah, that's the idea I get. And I get the sort of, yeah, you're sort of building yourself up with stronger material. Yeah. It's, Not it's, that strong, but strong it's less, enough. No, it's less that the material itself is stronger and <laughs> oh, more right. the fact okay. that, like, you know, imagine you've broke your, I don't know, you broke your femur or or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, or your humorous bone or something. Yes. You, you go okay. in, you break your arm or your leg um, and you put it in a cast. And then when yes. it, when you remove the oh, cast, okay. it's stronger again. So it's less about oh, okay. the cast being okay. there forever and more the so healing process. So it's less about the cast and more about the thing itself. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So um, you think your heart's made of bone? No, the heart's made of glass. <laughs> Do you even know the lyrics? <laughs> yes, I, I held my heart in glass. Not my heart is glass, idiot. It's I hid my heart in glass. Yeah, well, it's hidden inside some glass. That's the implication there. Not my heart is glass. Cast comme du verre. <laughs> so, so for our French audience that doesn't so, exist <laughs> so I'm going to go into that in a little second but yeah, okay. the verses um, I wanted it to be essentially surgical so that it seemed like parts of you being removed or almost like you being lobotomized or things were being taken away from you right. maybe your without consent or... your consent yeah and, and I was painting the image that uh, like the first line is time is a thief in doctor's coat so it's like time oh, yeah. is this um, all-seeing omnipotent doctor that operates on you sometimes with and without your consent and that's essentially yep. you know what it is to be alive you know we don't always have choice we don't always have things the way we want it to be um, we didn't choose to be born man we didn't choose to be born but like a surgeon, <laughs> usually everything that's being done is for the betterment of a person. So it's yeah, not yeah. like it's not like time, you know, took me around the alley and roughed me up and then put me in for surgery to fix me. It's like you get you get hurt along the way and then you get fixed up by by time being a healing process, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was that was the setting for the song, and I'd already okay. written a couple of lines that I liked, but I think I only addressed the certain theme when I was writing it mm -hmm. in the moment and I was writing the rest of the song around it. The glass yep. and the heart thing, this uh -huh. ties quite heavily into the video that that I've got alongside it, which was done by Tyler Mortimer of Blank Page Digital Art, who's Woo -woo. done your videos as well. So it's an animated video, yes. which is a first for me. Get good, Scrub. I know you've got two. Um, well, I've got one and a half, let's be honest. <laughs> Tyler's been through a lot. He's getting there. <laughs> so essentially, um, we we were looking at this image of the idea of hiding your heart, like using the line, I hid my heart in glass. Um, and we um, came up with the idea of like Who's a we? light bulb. Oh, it's you and Tyler. Sorry. Yeah, Tyler and I. <laughs> You're talking about yourself in like the royal we for a minute. For some reason I forgot that last <laughs> So we decided it was best we for the listeners to, <laughs> to throw something to... medical on them as a somewhat exactly. satire as how we've bled their because NHS we dry. Love the NHS. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so essentially. Uh, we were coming up with the idea of a light bulb um, essentially being a visual metaphor for the for the heart, and I've now just started referring to it as a heart bulb because the way he the way he drew nice. it is like a light bulb at the bottom, um, but then it sort of morphs into like you know you can see the aortas and the ventricles and stuff of an actual physical heart as opposed to like the heart I imagine that might be on the 
on the front cover of I Love You Baby Honey by Gefargeist. By Gefargeist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to tell Neil that that's her next song. It's happening now. Like, put it's Parasite happening. in the bin. And then <laughs> the lyrics are all about, they're all about the atrocities of... Um, the Gulf War. Let's see, the, the opi- uh, yeah, the Gulf War, or because of the opioid, um, pan- uh, not pandemic, epidemic that was happening in America across the, you know, 70s, wow. and 80s and 90s. Yeah. So it's going to be, I love you, baby, honey. Drugs fuck you up. <laughs> but with every third line being like found poetry of Father John Misty. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, honey bear. Um, anyway. Yeah, uh, moving back on to mo- moving the, back like, on. So, the heart bulb, sorry. Yeah, so the heart bulb is like quite a key part in the video now and now how I refer to and think of the song. Um, so like you said, your heart's no made of glass, it's in glass. Yeah, exactly. Aye. The actual heart bit is the light or like you know right. the the conductors that would then make a light and give a heart something of like power and movement and warmth but the glass is the yep. encasing yes so yeah shut up we all know what happens <laughs> when a light bulb bursts ow <laughs> god fine i'm just kidding um that's but yeah so right. so that's essentially an intro that's to sort chat. of how how i started <laughs> writing it my um yeah I'd, I'd been like writing some things down because again it's worth saying I was going through a bit of a rough time when I was writing this when just, did you write it actually to I just honest. got I through remember. a bad breakup and so, I was I, my heart was swimming with anger two and years confusion. ago um, about about two years ago yeah I think yeah, I remember writing it at the start of the year um, okay so, so start of like what 2019 maybe it was Maybe, a tough yeah, time in my a, life. It was a tough time in my life. It was like <laughs> end of 2018, start of 2019, I think. Yep. Um, okay. Around that time. And I'd just been through um, a breakup and I was experiencing loss um, and confusion <laughs> and anger and all of these, all of these lovely buzzwords. Um, <laughs> synergy. There's <laughs> a lot of synergy in my life. <laughs> <laughs> the chakras so weren't a, connected it was a mess so i had a paper jam in my heart <laughs> uh, i hate it, it so never funny. write that in a song that's awful. oh i won't it's fine um office wordplay uh yeah so essentially it looks like you're trying to mend your shattered heart would you like some help, what with some help? clippy <laughs> Clippy, now's not the time. I cannot clip together the <laughs> pieces of the my times. life I'm picking up. The shards of my life left <laughs> under her fingernails. Yay. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway. Update available. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah. Um, so Clippy had broken up with you in the end of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's what sort of kickstarted this idea of an EP where each song represents the stages uh, one of the five stages of grief um, so this one very quickly um, jumped out at me and said right this is anger this is the anger stage and I was really I had a lot pent up that I hadn't really let out yet um, and I think given that like maybe half the lyrics had been written beforehand out of context I think compiling those writing all the rest around it and putting all the music and coming up with it on guitar and just jamming it together yeah. um, it took about an hour and a half max two hours which is really this annoying. This is what happened with nuclear as well. It was so quick. It it's was just it's like, so annoying because it's... I sent you on the train home. Yeah. Yeah. It's an insult to all the times I've slaved over <laughs> a song. <laughs> the ones that I take proper time over and spend months like like putting riffs together and chords and melodies and finding a way to fit them all together, they're still just sitting doing absolutely nothing, collecting dust. Yeah, they feel those I suppose, the ones I less really natural. tried. Graceless and nuclear were just pff, done. That's Damn. out there. 
Yeah. Yeah, God. So I mean, I not, think, um, this is my side. Neil took way longer, but like <laughs> the construction <laughs> of the parts of the song that make up the the rest of the body, I guess, was mm. yeah, super quick. So I get you there. It's really annoying. Yeah, because I think we'd just been, I've been putting a couple of finishing touches to the first ever riff or chord progression I'd ever written when I was just still learning guitar, and it's like, wow, you're still I, learning guitar. Yeah, essentially, I like to <laughs> I like to think that learning. Is a journey and not a destination. God. <laughs> you sound like me to all my students. We met at Whole Foods. You were buying rosé. <laughs> I was buying gluten-free celery. Can you get rosé at Whole Foods? I'm going to go. All celery is gluten-free. What? <laughs> gluten-free celery? <laughs> <laughs> I blew the phone Mondo off organic. it for your head. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it, it was frustrating because I'd just been finishing working on a song that has been going through quite a few different drafts, but it never felt completely yes. done for about 10 years. And then it's like, oh, I wrote a song in two hours and it's better. But, <laughs> um, or I thought it was better. At least. Right. Maybe maybe it just feels more like if, was it home? if you're in if that moment. If it's not moment, home, then it wasn't as good as home. Uh, it wasn't home, unfortunately. Well, then the, fuck you. <laughs> for those of you listening, home was one of the, was the first song I ever actually finished when I was about 14. And it's... It's so happy-go-lucky. Oh, there we go. Oh, fuck, I fucked it. Hang on. Something like that. It was, yeah, super Very happy. good. G major. Doesn't sound like a Jack Tanks riff, does it? Exactly. It's like, I really, I really like it. It's funny. After I sort of found a bit more of my songwriting voice, I look back at it and I go... Was this me? What's going on? This, this is, is yeah. far too. This feels happy. like yeah. This feels like me going back to raise like oh I was definitely thirteen, but then changing it in little ways to make it just hopefully sound like an adult wrote it. But it's yeah, but here's difficult. the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> you were writing songs in like compound timings and doing different like key changes when you were thirteen. Mine was just like let's yes. bash out G major and put a ripping <laughs> solo in it. You know? I didn't feel like that. I think almost all of my songs when I was like 13, 14 always started with like E minor. I think I listened to do the EP nice. again and I was like, why are you starting with the same chord every time? Because E's doing? the best key. It's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, pretty yeah. good. So Plasticast sort of came together in a, a whirlwind of aggression, confusion, and sansy sex and wizards. <laughs> <laughs> It's not just Croatia, is it, Tarquin? It's a magical <laughs> Croatia. <laughs> Again, this yeah, is going to so be very specific to us, but if anyone wants to know any more about that, just look up Chin Review. Done. Welcome okay, to the just Chin explaining. Review. Um, I'm just explaining, yeah. Uh, yeah. lost. So, essentially, it all, it all came together really quite quickly, but it had been one of these cases where I'd written a lot of um, thoughts that had been swimming around my head, but were fairly contextless um and just yeah gelled it all together at the time so it was it was a fairly quick i love writing process but only because i'd been living in hell day to day and writing my thoughts in a little moleskin your life sounds hard it's so hard (laughs) (laughs) this is the most people don't understand what it's like i've ever done it's like your diary when you have when you have all the opportunities and all the power but you still suck. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. 
I yeah. <laughs> sounded like I was 50 there. Oh, dearie me. Oh, dearie me. Oh, dearie me. Um, my mother's coming out. Um, <laughs> so the video, everything like that, we played it live a few times. I think we managed to get in a few live performances of it before in the, before the pandemic. Um, yes, we managed to. We played it, I remember... Uh, at the Chris Shiflet gig that we always bang on about because there was over five people in the audience. <laughs> and I think it went down <laughs> it went down pretty well there. I think that was quite a nice that was a nice night to debut it if it was the night of debut. I can't really totally. quite pinpoint it, but that was definitely the time I remember playing it and thinking, This is a good song. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's not often and you say was, that. And then my second thought was, hi on, this sounds exactly like Reach. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> no, to be fair. Not. <laughs> I did yeah. write the guitar part for Reach. <laughs> exactly. Well, I wrote the fucking do 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 do. I wrote that bit. True, but you I definitely it. wrote the bridge. Did I write? <laughs> yes, you did. The the chord part of the. You wrote the pre-chorus chorus? thing as well. Yeah, you wrote the pre-chorus, but. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, so who's copying who? <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. You don't own Drop D. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know it was in Drop D. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, so yeah, I think Plasticast is probably what did I do on it? I did. We recorded it at um, Gary Boyle Studio, didn't we? Yeah, um, Slate Room that Studio. Time where I had an app. Yes, Slate Room Studio. In Every Penny time you had Cook? an app. Is it Penn Caitlin? <laughs> is it in Penny Cook or is it? Oh, Penn Caitlin. Sorry. Yeah. There we go. So we recorded there, had a little nap, and then I woke up to do <laughs> to do my best. Um, what was the recording process like for you, Jack? Were you happy with the final result? Absolutely. I think it's. It's one of these things where almost everything I write, whether it's entirely <laughs> the vision um, or not, I, I have an acoustic version of it um, yeah. that we that we can recreate live as a solo or two piece. Um, mm-hmm. But being able to put a five piece band to it is like, ooh, now it can actually be as aggressive as yeah. as my intent originally was. Um, so being able to track the acoustic guitar so it starts off feeling quite Very like small. we do it. Uh-huh. Um, uh, like we would before an intimate audience um, five, of people five people and my mum <laughs> four of those people were my mum um, <laughs> um, just bring along cardboard cutouts to my gig so I, I mean yeah you might have to crowd. you might have to mate Got six to, nation thanks. style oh. <laughs> um, but yeah so being able to track the acoustic and still have it as like the core of it an acoustic song but then layer yeah huge filthy guitars over the choruses and have big aggressive drums and neil's still got my um my sub octave pedal um does he oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) he'll be here somewhere probably Uh, his bass is in this room so oh really he left it yeah 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 well i think he took it home last time because he was recording something for his dad but they didn't need to this time he's got a bass up north as well so fair enough he's fine but like this is a good one so i really i haven't had time but i am planning on like Yes, like dedicating a good amount of time per day to play bass, but that's the best bass in the world. I'm it's very not a good busy. Bass. That's the best bass in the world. <laughs> Fender in 1996. Don't even make these ones anymore. <laughs> Probably because they improved the design. Um, but <laughs> um. <laughs> I know nothing about basses. Um, but yeah, so Neil, yeah, laying down the bass part. I remember laying up a million violin parts, and that was really fun for me. Oh, you I didn't really, really get did. to do that very often for mm, ha- for your stuff. Or for any of his stuff, actually. To Especially towards the end, it was like yeah. reams and reams of like an, basically an entire quartet part, which really, yep. for me, seals it together, sounding as close to Evanescence as I think my songwriting Woo-hoo! can get. And I'm really chuffed at that. And the fact that and the fact that Ben has been layering <laughs> lots of like 
aggressive synths and organs and stuff and it sounds really yes it's like a full band sound and i think listening yeah. back to it now i am um, i definitely hear a lot of the influences that i've had from from a younger age but also when, whenever i think of synth now my head immediately goes to how do everything everything arrange their songs oh yeah good idea yeah and, that's a good and I, I, and knowing that ben's a huge fan of them as well i think there are yep, bits that, that really comes through that comes through and i like the idea of it is it's quite a it's dynamic but also quite a binary song in the sense that it's like dynamically lowest its verses and then the choruses just like go straight go up f- to like 10 not to 100 yeah the bit i like best about the song i'm just thinking now is it's ben sort of like because you know i've got a weird fear of ice cream vans no yes. you don't know this by me no. yes okay <laughs> So it all stems from, I think it was, it's just whenever I was in like my grand's house or anything and you'd hear an ice cream van from like really far away. It was some reason it would freak me out because you couldn't, it was like an ambulance as you can't tell where it is and it's playing creepy like nursery rhyme thing. And it happened a few years ago, Sam and I were walking around this place in the borders or something and we were in the woods, like in the dead of, we thought absolutely oh, nowhere. And I no. heard it and I heard like a, like a horrible ghostly tinkly synth like teddy bear's picnic or like, something. Oh, it just makes me shiver i don't know why i just don't like it because it could so easily be a kidnappy situation i don't like it yeah teddy bear's picnic or something like that yeah so that the outro of plaster cast where ben's going it gives me shivers for the wrong reasons i guess because it does remind me of an ice cream van from like really far away like an evil ice nice cream van <laughs> I just know that you think not only Ben's playing, but my songwriting is very like, oh, that's like a haunted ice cream van that is there. Million dollar track that is. Get on Roddy Hart right now. I'm a professional (laughs) reviewer now, so I'll have you know. Very very fair. I'm a self-established reviewer. (laughs) I appreciate the... um, the comparison the and, and analogy and yeah. the insight um but yeah it's, it's because it's like <laughs> insights it is insight i didn't thought of it as insights. a haunted ice cream van at the end i suppose yeah i suppose yeah yeah but it, yeah <laughs> we unique. bit crushed it and then pulled the ah! pitch like the uh the pitch um bend it could be down an ice cream van going yeah, around the it, roundabout at pink caitlin <laughs> <laughs> you, you know you know Looking how whenever weeds? you hear a siren or <laughs> Something like an ice cream yeah. van when it goes by you. And it raises in pitch and then it falls or something. Yeah, and it falls and yeah. it gets a little bit um, warped as it goes away. Like how a, how a fire engines are like... Exactly. That's what I mean. So it Production sounds kind of like a siren <laughs> going towards you and then coming away. I think it was Ben's idea, love. And then coming away. <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean, me just doing a Nino right now. Oh, right now. Okay, the effect of my mic. Studio. It's like... Oh, it's it was definitely old Ben. <laughs> um, so I like that bit the best, but also the layer of violins was really fun for me to do, which was, yeah. It was most time yeah. I spent playing the violin. The bit you like the best is the bit I'm not playing. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Thanks. But yeah, the violins sound amazing. That's That Yay. that and the huge like uh, choir of vocals that we've layered up at the end definitely gives me the most like um, evanescency vibes. Like it's the end. It's the same key, I'm pretty sure, as Everybody's Fool arguably one of the best songs in the world what key um, is it in actually d minor what is it uh, okay what uh, what um what's everybody's feels that an evanescence song that i don't know yeah, yeah. you are right yeah it's like <laughs> yeah but then the f becomes an e is that it <laughs> Oh, uh, 
Mm. I don't know, is that it? Yeah, that's it. I don't know the song. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. it. <laughs> oh, it's Try so, to explain a song a to a musician song. who hasn't heard it. <laughs> I'm we sure should do a series like that. Um, well, just trying to recreate songs from just like <laughs> describing it to each other. That'd be good. That'd be quite good. And, and every time it's just Darude Sandstorm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of it like a sort of audio equivalent of, you know, that game where you sort of fold a paper up and you draw a bit of it yeah. and hand it to your mate and they draw exactly. a bit of it. Very like that, but <laughs> just we, from we crap do that. description. We could do that someday. That'd be fun. <laughs> if, if, you'd like to, if you'd like to hear that and you'd like to if see like us to try and... <laughs> <laughs> like to hear us try and um, recreate songs just by description that we of, haven't of the heard. Mic, that we haven't heard. That would be a that'd be pretty pretty cool. That'd be pretty um, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, anyway, so back to yeah. The production, like, and the whole recording Aspect, session yeah. of it was amazing, and Gary's phenomenal as as always. Um, yep. So I think we really got the best um, we could have got out of that arrangement because it's just so. It's so aggressive now, and I think that really yeah um, it, com- it, the, it comes across wine, yeah. how I hear it in my head because because doing yeah. it purely acoustically, I, I can I can be screaming and I can be thrashing my guitar, but it's never going to be as loud as I hear it in my head. And it was great to actually capture that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that's that's yes. how the production went, and uh, it feels huge now to the extent that whenever I do it, whenever I'm practicing it in my room and it's just me playing, I go. Where's the rest of it though? Like, oh. <laughs> it's missing ninety percent of the anger. <laughs> Where's my distortion pedal? Oh no! Oh, that, no. Well, that's all very interesting. Uh, so you you had an idea of how it was sounding, and you actually got the result you wanted from this the studio. That's interesting to me because I often uh, don't have that image. I don't have this sort of. Um, so, well, I do have the sound in my head in general, but also I have no idea how to create the sound. So, <laughs> so for you, we start is being with in the, the studio yeah. more of an experimental? It's more of a production thing. Yeah, it's rather than trying to recreate this exact image in my head. Yeah, rather than creating this exact image in my head, I'm quite happy to take on like Neil's ideas, or if working for another with with another instrumentalist. Sorry, we can bring in their ideas and just build it up like that, and then whatever happens from that sort mm. of collaborative effort, that's the sound. And yeah, I'm happy to just let it build up from like experimentation rather than thinking right. I've got to recreate this exact thing in my head because apparently my imagination is very limited so <laughs> I can do very basic things and then someone else has to take the wheel I've, I've started doing that um, like layering and figuring out things as I go with self-production yeah. with upcoming singles that I've been doing at home and uh, it, it definitely it feels like a new experience but I'm, I'm really enjoying it it feels quite freeing and in knowing mm-hmm. that I don't have to create it all at once and there's no yeah no, I can always go back and change. There's no time else. limit. You don't have a few hours in the studio to get yeah, it exactly yeah. you want. And if you don't have it done, that's you wasted it. <laughs> so that's not the chat at home. That's me wasted. Yeah, I think I think the um wasted is definitely a thing that you could only do in a studio if you have like a record yeah. contract or like a, a a company essentially footing the bill. Because if or you more go money in, than sense. yeah, if if you go into a studio and you don't know what you're doing. But you still want a very polished, arranged, like product. By the time you leave, you better have the money to pay for it. Which is why going in yeah. with the song, like well practiced, because we we were able to, because it was the same session um, for recording Jigsaw as we recorded Plasticast. Uh-huh. We went in the five of us uh, to rehearsal studio. I think we had like two practices beforehand, and we thought, Some okay, that, yeah. here's what we're gonna do. 
uh, let's jam through the song, let's write a bit here, sounds good. And then when we were ready, we thought, okay, let's let's meet up the night before we go into the studio, run through it, make sure it's all where we want it to be, and then just go in and do it the next day, and, and it worked. Yeah. I think that's the approach. So you would say rehearsing, that, but if you're doing it as a band anyway, rehearsing is super important before you um, yeah, just head I into think the studio. If, yeah. If you're going to be recording it, especially like you're doing a lot of live you did takes, a live take, didn't you? and then you oh. maybe record or like overdub different guitar parts, but you keep a lot of the elements See, of playing it I live. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I wasn't needed. Then it's, you were always wanted. I know, but I wasn't needed. So <laughs> it's very nice oh. to be wanted. It doesn't keep me awake. <laughs> <laughs> very good. If I'm doing something live with a band, I want to be completely tight and know exactly how we're going to do it going on on the day because I am too frugal and time yeah, you, yeah. sensitive to go in and not have a plan if I'm if I'm That's paying fair. essentially by the hour, you know? I guess it's why um, Neil and I work a bit better because we just do it like day in, day out a little bit at a time. And that gives us, if we had mm. to do everything we do for like say Graceless or Nuclear or anything on the EP in the space of like three hours, it, we'd be out there with like nothing that we're happy with. <laughs> because <laughs> we'd just be yeah, like I get that. I think, rushing it almost or we wouldn't have the time to explore it properly or to try all the different mixes and options and stuff and yeah it just takes it's not I've said this before it's not a streamlined process but I think that's how you get the stuff that we do if that makes sense is through time yeah it's stuff that you really that. like because I think part of yeah. part of the stress of being in a studio and having essentially a clock directly above you um, yeah you you know that you don't have all the time in the world to experiment with things mm -hmm. so you, you kind of smash and grab with what you can get if you're really yeah. on like a budget and really on a time limit um you go and you do you, what you know will work and then if there's extra time at the end or maybe a spare day you can muck around with overdubs and play around with arrangement and garnish it and put the cherries on top but you need to go in and get the main foundation and the main bulk of the song before you can mess around and put bits here and there and see what sounds good mm -hmm. and what doesn't which is why i think like for each song like i had a guitar in mind as to the sound yep. like the sound and the tone which one of the you song. wanted mm -hmm. um and with plastic cast it was like all right i've got my faith acoustic and i've Whoop. got i've got my loose and paradox which is doing all the electric stuff because it it just takes distortion like a duck to water and it's just so aggressive <laughs> and probably the best pickups in any guitar I own so that was like okay I know what this song is going to sound like and I know what effects I have and what effects mm -hmm. I like so let's let's start layering it up instead of spending a couple hours tone searching yeah. I think the tone searching unless you're using yeah, see, for me, equipment that's, that's exclusive uh -huh. to the studio you do it at home and you mm -hmm. figure out what you want and then you take it to the studio well, that's just how I think. Yeah, it is. fair enough. But yeah. I think it's yeah, it's okay. definitely very freeing trying things the way that you've been doing things with Neil just now. Like I've been recording a couple songs to come out hopefully later this year, and mm -hmm. it's it's mucking around and just saying, okay, well I've got the bulk of this here, but I'm gonna try this synth or this instrument to maybe layer underneath and see how it sounds and put a bunch of effects yep. on it. And if it doesn't work, I can scrap it. Um, yeah, exactly. And I yeah. think that is that is possibly a double-edged sword in the sense that you have everything to play for and forever to play it forever in. to play it in um, watch the football watch it it's gonna move <laughs> um, yes yeah, so you've you've got unlimited options essentially it does pose a bit more of a 
a threat, I guess, for when you're trying to call it done it's and put like decide. a final mix yeah. point seven on it, or like absolute yep. final, final final mix sixty nine. Yeah, brackets three. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the amount of times you add final. Yeah, not even so much knowing exactly what sound or like trying to make each track sound the same fit with a theme um, of you but it's yeah. more y- you need to have that sort of stern will to go it is done now like it I'm, is finished. I'm, I'm at the point where the amount of extra time i'd spend slaving over changing the, m- the most minimal thing won't give me yeah. the return i get for the amount of time i put in and you go cool it's like the, it is, reminds it is me of, where i want it now it reminds me of the brian you sort of suggestion which applies to like lots of artists as well as like your the temptation or the instinct is to always add more to something um, with the mm. uh, with the aim of making it better, but sometimes it's good to just yeah finish when you feel when you first feel that sort of flicker of like this is finished to just kind of yeah yeah stop there listen to and that and mix it and see what you can do with it and listen to that and see if it actually does need anything else just take yourself out of it for a sec rather than like it needs more chimes or whatever like maybe it doesn't yeah. <laughs> I think it's definitely important to be able to step away from it and sleep on it and come mm-hmm. back with a fresh head. Um, yep. One thing, uh, I think there was a, I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't know the exact quote, but I remember seeing um, a post from John Mayer when he was, he'd written a song fairly quickly and went to record it. He said, during the writing process, don't try and overproduce. There's a time to produce at the end, but only like get out yep. what's honest. So like write what uh-huh. actually feels important and what you want to write. And then you can apply yeah. like the classic production tricks and stuff at the Bells end. Bells and whistles. But if you uh-huh. write whilst essentially bussing your thoughts through a production line. It's, yeah, it takes away some of the humanity, it's, um, I guess. It, yeah. It's going to warp and maybe not come out exactly as sincere as you want it. So I think yeah, yeah, being yeah. able to be the musician and then the engineer is probably quite a useful um, distinction to have instead of only going in doing both at the same time and mixing as you're still writing with all these roles in mind at the same time i get that yeah no that's a good tip that's a good tip for everybody anything else you want to tell us about the track um that's important for the release date if people want to follow or 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 hear it where can they hear it that kind of thing so the track is coming out on the 26th of february uh it's going to be everywhere on spotify itunes and stuff yeah two days once this track uh, once Mm -hmm. this uh episode is out we're dropping a fresh track of line check (laughs) (laughs) if you listen to this episode late you should be following us so that whenever (laughs) when new episodes come out you get an alert and it gets added to your phone yeah um, mm-hmm. But yeah, other than other than that, please do check out the video as well. Tyler's put in so much work, and I'm probably yep. not the easiest person to work with um, because I have a very God, specific image and vision in mind, but not the skills to recreate You've it in different mediums. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. But yeah, so it's 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 out very soon, and uh, if you if you don't use streaming platforms, you can find it online. Right. <laughs> You can find it hanging on a wooden post <laughs> in Midgard. Um, in Braille. <laughs> you can you can listen to the song in Braille. That's um, a hell of a PR campaign, wouldn't it? To put a song on a on a wooden post in the middle of like Norfolk in Braille as part <laughs> like, of your release. Guys, it's it's an it's an experience instead of just yeah, a track. Don't you want exactly. memories? Let's all road trip down to Norfolk <gasps> and then Norfolk just booms Get our iPhones overnight. out and film it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so, so... Everyone should go check out Plastercast when it's out. 
and give the podcast a follow so they know when new episodes are coming out. We're going to try and do one a month um, as best we can and hopefully as gigs pick up um we'll still have time to do it basically um and yeah you can find me on instagram as leona fidel or on facebook as fiona liddell music jack you can find me everywhere as <laughs> at jack hinks music as i'm sure you've heard about 16 times already probably if they've gone to the end of our episode maybe people keep coming back and listen to the first minute and going no it's still pish and then they just you know go away well and then they'll never have... know where to find us to tell us Fair enough, but if they've tried 16 times for something they don't like, that is tenacity, yeah. and I applaud you. That's kind of on them. It's kind of on them, to be honest. If you don't like it, stop listening. But if you do like yeah. it, yeah, let us know, and let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about next time we, we, we do this. We do this thing. We do this thing. Okay, so yeah, thank you very much for, for listening, and we'll speak to you yeah. very soon, and we'll be better then. We'll be better then. <laughs> 